right, hang on a second here, and voila, there we go guys, welcome to a new episode of Mission Podcast, yet again, we are still on the potato machine, at least for one more day, um, as I said in the pregame show, that uh, my motherboard is coming this week, um, and uh, hopefully everything will finally be fixed, it should be fixed. Every major component in my computer is going to be fixed at this point. <laughs> um, but with that being said, we're here. We're back from last week. Um, and uh, we're here to talk about some games and some news. Uh, so with me, as always, it's not other than the uh, the, man, the man who uh, is... Uh, I, I got nothing. Uh, Greg's with me. <laughs> I was, you know, I was sitting there going like, I wonder what he's going to say. I'm going to try to improv off of it. And I was like, where's he going? Like, I actually started giving my laptop a puzzled look like I can see you or something. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. I was trying to think of something on the spot. It's like, mm, nah, I can't think of anything. Well, yeah, here you go. <laughs> Here's your intro. Um, so Good job. Just like your spelling. <laughs> Anyways, um, so... We got some news to talk about, and one of which we'll get started with this right here, which I, um, I did. I I kind of came up, I stumbled upon it on Friday. I forgot it was totally happening, but uh, there was a Sega event happening uh, in Japan um, where they live streamed. There was no subtitles, so much of it was pretty much kind of figured out as as they were discussing. What they were announcing and then also translated later, later on. But uh, this is reported on Polygon.com. Shemu uh, and Shemu 2 coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, Sega's, Sega's re releasing coming in 2018. This is written by Michael McWhorter. Uh, the first two Shemu games are coming to PS4, Windows, PC, and Xbox One later this year. Sega announced today the re release Shamu 1 and 2 will be released sometime in 2018. Sega called the Shamu 1 and 2 re release the definitive version of the classic adventure games with modernized features such as a fully uh, scalable screen resolution, choice of modern or classic control schemes, PC graphics options, updated user interface, and the option to enjoy either the original Japanese or English voiceovers. The two titles will be released digitally and physically. Uh, they have a picture of it on here. I'm looking at my phone right now. So you can't see it because my phone, my PC is too potato to show it off. Um, but yeah, it's coming out uh, this year. They're HG. So here's the thing: they're, they're, they're upscaled. They're not. They're not remasters. They're, they're just upscaled uh, of one and two. But they well, they bring yeah, in. They're not going to. Up, they're not going to remaster those. Like. Anthony, what the <laughs> fuck did I say when when they announced Shenmue Three? Uh, I remind me, I totally forgot. What was it? Literally, was like they're going to have to re-release those games as digital downloads because most gamers today probably have no fucking clue what Shenmue uh, is. Yeah, yeah. It gives them an excuse, and it gives them, you know, the opportunity to say like, yeah, they they need to re-release of one and two for people who may have not played it. Because this game came out in what nineteen? Let me look at it right here. Nineteen ninety nine. Every every time nostalgia comes up that's from the 90s i always go okay how how are they going to sell that to the audience that's 19 now because we're in 2018 yep. right yeah every kid that has a birthday this year 
that was born in 2000 is an adult. Let's yeah. put that in perspective. Yeah. That means that everything that released in, ni- in the 90s is not their childhood. Yeah. Like, not to say that they couldn't have played it. That's a t- huge possibility. But it's rare that it would be their nostalgia. I'm kind of curious, because here's the thing, I never played Shenmue. Um, I had a Dreamcast. Like, I, my, my dad bought me a dream, Dreamcast. We got Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. We had, like, a demo disc. We didn't get many games for it, but... Um, does Shenmue hold up? Like... No. Does this not? No. It does not. Mm. Here's the problem with Shenmue. Both, both Shenmue 1 and 2. One, two, two. I mean, 2 is very much better than the first one. But... Look up a video on YouTube of voice acting in Shenmue. Just just type that in. Mm-hmm. And watch compilations of the awful, awful acting in those games. The other problem that the games have is it's literally based on an actual clock. So you'll go up to somebody that, you know, Hi, I am looking for Yoshi. I'm just coming up with a Japanese name off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, young man. Well, I know that he runs that shop over there, and they open at 8 a.m. Thank you, old lady. Look at your watch. It's like six hours till. Oh, wait. Oh, you so literally have to wait six hours. Oh, so they were actually using the in the in game or the the onboard because the system. Egg- the- you know what's cool? You know what's cool about the Dreamcast, guys? It has an internal clock that we can actually use. I more than likely I, I can at least back then. I'm pretty sure you can cheese it to just like put re- readjust the clock time to you know whatever time you need. Oh, people did that. People okay. absolutely did yeah, that. Shenmue so. Two doesn't do that, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it still has that really bad acting and really cheesy plot. Um, Plus, the whole game is based off of talking to literally everybody and then doing um, QTEs the whole game. So hmm, okay, what's, um, the, what's the story get? My question is that was that at least like was that good? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the story is good. I can't say whether or not it is because I didn't play enough of it because mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't stand it. I, I mm-hmm. could not stand it. Like the second that Funhouse started making fun of it after that announcement, I was just like, "This is fun to me!" Like I was like, "Yay, make fun of this game because it's not that good." <laughs> <laughs> I see, gotcha, gotcha. But um, but you know, I'll definitely if they do a, a physical release of one and two, I'll try to rent it at least and and play them and see if they do hold up. But like, if you want to know whether or not it holds up in its current state, <laughs> watch Funhouse play it. That'll give you every answer you need. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, they they riff on they riff on it, but they also riff on everything. Right. Like <laughs> nothing is safe. It's like South. It's like the South Park of YouTube shows. Mm-hmm. Next to Jack's films, but um, but yeah, like uh, uh, it, it shows a lot of the gameplay. It shows a lot of like what what the game feels like and how and how it plays and the dialogue and it's bad. Mm, okay. Uh, maybe not bad. Maybe not bad is not a good word, but it's definitely not great. Right, right. It, it was an, an era of his time. Would, like say. I'll put it this way, Anthony. When they announced that they were gonna that there was a Kickstarter to do another uh, Fear Effect, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Those games were were decent, mm-hmm. and they kind of hold up. I mean, they're a little they're a little old in their in their visual aspect, but yeah, that makes sense. I could totally see a new one of that. Mm-hmm. They were like, 
Kickstarter for Shenmue 3, and I just, why? <laughs> like, that was my immediate reaction, so... Well, and, that, then, that and then, the money just, but then the money just came in. It's just like, oh, wait, people want this. Well, yeah, because <laughs> nostalgia, man. Like, like, nostalgia will always be stronger than taste. Will always be stronger than taste. Like, this is why this is why the new TMNT cartoon is getting such vitriol, because they changed a lot of the classic formula. Yeah, like, I'm not going to go too much yeah, into it because we're a video game podcast, right, but, like, right, Raph's right. the leader. All their weapons are different, and they're, uh, each of the turtles is a different breed of turtle. And But people are just like, it's not like I know and remember. <laughs> so, so the thing I'm thinking of as far as, like, with this announcement and with, this, with these games coming out later this year, um, I'm kind of wondering uh, if they're making this announcement now, then they might have something for E3 when it comes to Shenmue 3. Because we, we haven't seen anything from that game uh, Probably. for a while. Oh, so We might. We might. I mean, it, it depends on where Sega wants to show it. You know, they show, like, it, was, it was Sony that kind of gave them the boost, yeah. the signal boost. So they might they might pay that back. I don't know. I, I, would, I would definitely bet that... Um, with, with with Sony kind of thinking about they give them that boost and um, the reaction where they had last time when they're on the E3 uh, show, I think that they would if they're gonna have any update, it will probably be at the Sony E3 press conference. Um, so I wouldn't doubt if they're gonna show something to be this year or maybe next year. I don't. I mean, I, I hope they because they they haven't shown much of anything. Um, uh, what from, year was it announced? Was it two years ago? Uh, I want to say two, three years ago it was announced. Um, I can look it up. Uh, uh, well, I got like a minute left. <laughs> um, I could look it up real quick uh, if uh, time permits me. Um, but as far as I know, I think it was. Uh, I think it was. Uh, in a second. I think it was like two, three years ago because that was like the year of like. Um, that was the, the, the year of like the Sony press conference of like miracles and just like other stuff happening. It was crazy. Yeah, uh, that was yeah. Sony Sony keeps trying to do the whole like one upping everybody else and whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, okay, so Shimu three was let's see, twenty fifteen. It was twenty fifteen. Okay. Okay, so that's three, almost three years ago. Yeah. So yeah, they should have something at this E3. Like, I, I can't imagine they wouldn't. Right. I know that, you know, like, again, when they announced Shenmue 3, I kept telling people, like, guys, this is the announcement that they want to make it. Yeah, <laughs> like, they haven't definitely. started shit yet. Definitely. So, um, anything, we'll just probably get to see a trailer, or we'll just see an update of what's going on, what the status is. I think that game is still a long ways away, uh, unless, they, unless they are coming out and saying, like, yeah, it's coming out this year or came out, coming out next year which could be could be very plausible but yeah this, yeah uh we'll see it is e3 time so a lot of speculation and a lot of guesswork from our end and everybody else in this i'm year. excited about e3 but yeah yeah it's gonna be awesome all right now so all right then oh, i cannot talk um <laughs> our next topic was also at the uh sega uh, press conference they held this past Friday, and that announcement was: yeah, Is my... it the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Pumas? Uh, no, wait, is that a real thing? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> oh, oh, that's a real thing. Oh, okay. They were oh, actually they what? were actually kind of they were sneak peeked at like a Sonic thing, a Sonic like stream, but they were leaked yesterday, mm-hmm. and apparently they're all blue and they have like 
weird fur on the sides <laughs> for like the, the head. It's weird. It doesn't matter. I was making a joke. Right. Well, they also announced that they're having they're gonna have the Sega Mega Drive Mini, uh, which is very much uh, the same as the NES Classic, the Super NES Classic that Nintendo uh, has uh, released in the past few years. Uh, so Sega decided, like, hey, we'll do the same thing. Um, not much details were announced in terms of, like how much it is, uh, as far as like what games are are going to be on the on the mini. Um, but it is happening. Uh, I can guarantee you Sonic. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that, that's a safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a pretty safe bet that um, Sonic will be. Let me, let me read the article actually real quick. Uh, this is from Silicon Era, uh, written by Jetty. Uh, Sega Mega Mini Drive announced. Sega has announced a micro console along uh, the lines of the NES Classic Edition and Super NES Classic Edition at Sega Fest 2018. Uh, it is a develop. It is developing uh, a Mega Drive Mini. Uh, I think it might have. Oh, it, it is developing. A, okay, yeah, some weird word in here. Um, this in development system will celebrate 30th anniversary of the system and will be released in 2018. Oh, this year. So when plugged into a TV, uh, it will let people play as a as yet unnamed Sega Genesis games. Okay, so it's a plug and play. Okay. Um, isn't that the same case for NES Classic? Uh, or... Yeah, it's 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 plug and play. It's just it just has a um, HDMI output slash in, or output, and then you plug that into the TV. Okay. And then you put an outlet into it. It's it's plug and play. Gotcha. Okay, so it's coming out this year, um, which means that the uh, games for it would have to be announced. Depends on depends on when they're releasing. My guess is got to be a holiday. Um, I'm really surprised they didn't release a list of games that they're going to put on it. But I, then again, they probably just like they they're the the work on it was recent. Is my is my guess? Right, right. I think that. Uh, sorry, I'm taking, talking away from Mike. Um, <laughs> that. Uh, um, <laughs> hey guys, did you want to talk about a thing over here? <laughs> um. So I I think that uh. I think here, here's the thing I think is going to happen. I think that, again, E3 is coming up. So a lot of this stuff I'm talking now probably show about E3. My thing is I think what they're going to do is Sega is going to release a trailer at E3 showcasing what games are going to be on the mini and along with the uh, the, the date of when exactly it's going to be uh, released. And I'm going to say it's going to be a holiday, like near Christmas time. Why? Let me ask you a question. Sega... Sega has enough pull and room to do their own press conference. So why not? Uh, having their own press conference at E3? Yeah. Um, right now, they have enough pull. Prior, they didn't really have that much pull to begin with. Uh, but as of like the last two, three years, yes, they can. Um, they could do it. I... Maybe I mean my 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 gut is saying still E3 and they could definitely do their own thing and say not E3 and like have this whole uh, press conference or just show a trailer um, out in uh, you know whatever time span. Um, I would say yeah, it, they it, could... it just it it just seems bizarre that they wouldn't do a press conference. I mean, they have franchises that they're going to be making coming out with you know we got Shenmue we got the Sega you know like they had they just had a press conference with a bunch of shit that they were going to 
May can come out with, why not do that at A3? I don't get it, but then again, it might just be because E3's not like popular enough anymore. Maybe it's because Sega's not popular. I don't know, but it's a weird time because Sega's in a in a pretty good light right now because of like recent games of Sonic Mania, um, and other games they have in it that have done well for them as of late. So they're in a positive. Yeah, and light Forces right now. wasn't as wasn't totally a disaster. Yeah, yeah, ha 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 ha. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like it's. Oh, that's right. That's right. They're uh, part of Atlas too, so like they're definitely like they're in the li- they're in the like the, the good positives of Lime right I now. feel yeah. I feel like they're popular enough to have an E three conference of their own. Yeah, so they could definitely do that. Um, Persona. I've never heard of that game. Is that a good yeah, one, Blair? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it definitely can. Like, will they? I don't know. Um, I've never seen. I mean, at least in my older adult life, I've never seen Sega. Uh, in this positive like uh, look right now because they've been like crap for so long. Um, I'll tell I'll tell you this right now, Anthony. Like straight up, mm-hmm. uh, you know what? You want to know how you make a lot of people happy with your Sega Mega Drive Mini? Mm-hmm. First off, in America, here call it Sega Genesis Mini. Uh, secondly, yeah, true. <laughs> um, uh, secondly, uh, supply and demand that shit. Yeah. Oh they, shit! You're right. Are they gonna do the same thing as Nintendo? That's my opinion. no, <laughs> absolutely not. I can fuck it straight. I can tell you right now, they will not short order that. Hmm. Here, there's two things about Sega that I really, I really appreciate. They know their fan base. They know their customers. Um, they know their customers well enough to the point where, like, let's talk about Sonic, for example. Uh, Sonic fans are powerful right (laughs) yeah but they're also kind of very uh apologetic for sonic and sega forces and sega mania was not made for anybody else but sonic fan now sonic mania is a good game and i think if you were to play that game outside of being a sonic fan you'd enjoy yourself but sonic forces like when i was playing it i was like man if I was a hardcore Sonic fan, this would be the shit. But as a not hardcore Sonic fan, I was like, it's okay. And so that's what right, I'm kind right. of getting at. They know their fan base. They know that the nostalgia for Sega games is strong. And if they can pull this off and not short order it and make sure that every Sega fan gets one, even like like <laughs> subpar Sega fans, like if they get yeah, one, like, yeah. dude... It'll they'll make a lot of goddamn money off of that. They so. would, they would. It's 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 funny to bring it back up, but uh, it's uh, so what Sega can, what Nintendo don't. <laughs> um, it's 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 Genesis does what Nintendo don't. That's uh, the, that's the phrase. Oh uh, my bad. <laughs> uh, get it right or pay the price. Camp on a one. Um. Um. So so the, brings me to the next question is. What games do you think will be on these uh, Sega Genesis Mini? Other than the fact that all, Sonic is, uh, is a lot. Well, one through three, Sonic and Knuckles, uh, Sonic Spinball, uh, Altered Beast, um, yeah. Comic Zone. Mm. Uh, I'm looking at a list now because I can't remember anymore. Gunstar Heroes, for oh, sure. Yes, that's, that's a Streets lot. Of, Streets of Rage, Kid Chameleon, mm. Mm. Rye Star, mm. Echo the Dolphin 1 and 2. Um, oh, fuck, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be good. One of the fantasy stars, for Christ's sake, like mm-hmm. any of them. Yeah, that'd be sick. 
Uh, let's see what else. Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Oh yeah, definitely. Which is basically just Poyo Poyo Pop. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be sick. They could put Michael Jackson's Moonwalker on there, but that would be hilarious. But there's no way in hell that's happening. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Yeah, uh, Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, um, definitely. Mm-hmm. There's a game that they make called Beyond Oasis. Is that theirs? I don't know. Anyway, uh, do 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 do. I guess. Because I'm looking at I'm looking at games that were on the Genesis, but I'm look I'm making sure that they they're owned by Sega and not some other company. Dude. And there's there's it's getting more it's getting less and less on here. Like I'm like oh I don't know what's a right right. I wonder like but then they could reach out to some other company to say like hey it's okay to put this game on on a Sega Mini or on a Sega Genesis because like the it's game- true because the because the Sega or the uh, Super Nintendo one has games on there that are not Nintendo right yeah right. so it could definitely expand outwards and I'm thinking the first thing I'm thinking of because like I felt like out of the consoles like I the Sega Genesis I think was the best looking in the best uh version for mortal Kombat uh two and three um because uh, i don't i don't think mortal Kombat will be on there i absolutely do not think mortal mm. Kombat will be on there um mm. there's a reason i say that and that's because um there were there it's an argument that whether you played that on the genesis or the super nintendo was basically the same game oh well yeah it's, mm, yeah it's true the only difference is, like, I think that Super Nintendo had, like, gray blood, and uh, Genesis, I think, was, like, fine. Was it was it red or was it green? I can't remember if it was either or. Uh, it was red. It was red on Super Nintendo, but you had to put the code in. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, blood, that yeah. was it? Oh, okay, all right. I guess I know. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really the difference. Okay. All right. Um, so we have Contra Hardcore. Oh, fuck which... yes. Gotta love that it, could yeah. definitely be on there, but they'd have to get Konami's, you know, okay on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocket Knight Adventures, which is a fantastic game. Uh, Mickey, uh, Mickey's World of Illusion. Oh God, yes, the Mickey World game is so good. Yes. Uh, Castlevania Bloodlines. No, okay, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm down for a Castlevania game on it. Sure. Ooh, it's a top-down gun game called Herzog's Y. Hmm. Pretty good. Um. Oh my god, Hyperstone Heist, the team and T game. Hmm. I was so mad that I couldn't play that game because I was a Super Nintendo, not a Genesis. Right, right. Okay. Uh, X-Men 2 Clone Wars. Uh, hmm. Boy, I don't know that any of these are good. <laughs> <laughs> um, what if they put... Was it... No, that was not until the, the Tower of Power where they, you could put Doom on it, but... Uh... It'd be hilarious if it was one of the choices on there. It's like, hey, can you play Doom on it? It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, there's a lot. Of, there's probably some games that we can't, like, find on here that are, like, super obscure that they could slap on there. Oh, but yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing that they have to... Here's the thing they have to keep in mind. So, and I'm sure Sega will do a fine job with it, but um, uh, Nintendo did a really good job with it with their two consoles. And there was a Sega mini drive slash genesis thing that came out not too long ago that had like 72 games on it right mm-hmm. and it was not made by sega it was not sanctioned by sega i don't think it was but when people bought it and hooked it up to their high def tv like it wouldn't work like it looked like garbage and um uh so yeah it was it's the i'm, I'm looking at it right now it's the uh, sega genesis flashback and it has uh, 85 games. And, uh, yeah, like, it got 
just destroyed online because like it, it just it it wouldn't uh, what's the term it wouldn't scale correctly. Oh, okay, gotcha. And uh, so as long as they get that down, as long as they fix that problem, you'll have no problems. Cool, awesome. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I want to see what happens uh, with the the Sega Genesis and see how much that's going to go for. Oh, and it's come out this year, so we'll find out probably more closer to. I want to say my get my guess is still. I still think it's going to be a uh, trailer at E3 and then it's coming out this holiday. That's my guess when it comes to this. Oh, but, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's coming out this holiday regardless, but I'm curious if it will be at E3 or like right before E3. Right, right, definitely. All right, so moving on to our next topic. Um, so, uh, hopping on the wheels of nostalgia, um, Capcom has uh, has confirmed which versions of the X series games for Mega Man X will be in the Legacy Collection. Um, and this is reported off. This is reported off a Nintendo. All of them. Well, the the, the ones they listed because there's like two Legacy uh, collections or two different cartridges for a, a certain amount of games for for each one. Let me let me read the article first. Um, so I was like, I was like, you can read the article, but I know the answer. <laughs> uh, so this is written by Neil uh, Rogan. Uh, Capcom confirmed versions of X3 and Mega Man X Collection. Uh, fear not, the version of Mega Man X3 and the Mega Man X Legacy Collection will be the Super Nintendo version according to the Capcom representative. Uh, the pair collective split into Mega Man uh, X1-4 through and uh, X5-8 through um, are due out on the Switch on July 24th. Both collections will be developed internally at Capcom. Meaning Digital Eclipse, the team behind the first Mega Man Legacy Collection and, uh, and the Disney uh, Afternoon Collection and the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection is not working on the X Collection series. Uh, in addition, Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2 are coming to Switch on May 22nd. So by summer, uh, or so by the summer, 18 Mega Man games would be playable on Nintendo's latest system. So it's Mega Man X 1 through 4 is coming out. Uh, on one one cartridge, but then another cartridge. It's ex- no, <laughs> isn't that isn't that isn't that the case though? Because I remember hearing that it's going to be so. So it's it's weird. So Mega Man X or so uh, Legacy Collection One X, X whatever. The first collection is coming out on a cartridge or a cart or disc or whatever. The second one is also going to have its own thing. But if you buy the pack that has both collections in it. Um, if it's on disc, all eight will be there. Like oh. they'll ju- you'll just have two oh. on one disc. I think. I think. Hmm. But if you have, if you buy it on the Switch, um, and people saw the box art, like the uh, the the cartridge you have will just be the first Legacy Collection, and then inside the packaging you'll have a code to download the second collection. Oh, huh, huh, interesting. And it's that nothing changes on price too, because uh, it's it's twenty dollars for both for each one individually, or forty dollars together. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I was kind of, I was kind of uh, confused about that when they were announcing this stuff. It's like, oh wait, wasn't this all one package ready? So okay, that's good to know. Um. So as as I've read through the internet, or as far as like what I've learned, is that uh, people are saying that. Basically, Mega Man X one through four are the pretty much the Mega Man X games, and the five through eight are not good. <laughs> um, I was the uh, uh, <laughs> I was the unfortunate yeah. case to 
I, I, I played the crap out of 8 and never beat it, but I later on watched the, the whole thing. It's like, oh, that's the whole... Uh, that's what I'm fighting for. Uh, bit I, yeah, I've never played I've never played 4 through 8, so... Mm, gotcha. Um, okay, so yeah, it, it's funny how they kind of divided that and just made it easier for people. Like, oh, hey, if you want to play the good Mega Man X games, just play 1 through 4. You can discard 5 through 8, I think. I mean, that's what, that's what I'm getting at from the internet, but I could be wrong on that. Um, but yeah, it, that's cool. Uh, it's coming out. Uh, yeah, that's, I think that's what's really funny is the first the first collection has uh, the more popular games, whereas the second collection is like the the least popular ones. Like the like it's it's funny the the further you go down from five to eight, the worse they get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but from what I from what I read, like one of the biggest problems with. Uh, um with like eight or seven and eight i should say is that the controls are really wonky but if you um uh but i think this pack is going to have like modified controls so i think so too i think let's see as far as i remember i mean i never i played Mega Man once in Mega Man 8x uh but the rest of the time i played zero because he just had better controls and he everyone loves zero yeah and he's got a bunch of other like cool shit that Mega Man doesn't have um, also get to skip that that fight scene with the admiral, uh, which I was always stuck on. Um, but again, this is a no brainer, man. Like, yeah. yeah, people want this stuff. Like, yes. and what they should do next is uh, a Mega Man Zero pack. Like, there's four of those games. I think there's four. There might be more than that, but there's yeah. there's a yeah. lot, there's enough of those games to make a pack out of just the Mega Man Zero games. And I guarantee you, with enough people asking, because Jesus Christ, if you do <laughs> Mega Man Legends one and two on oh a pack, God, like now be <laughs> if if that happens, like okay, so we got we got the X series, we got the whole Mega Man. Um, uh, one Did you just Doctor Wily me over there, or Doctor White me over there? <laughs> um, the X series. <laughs> X series. Um, but like if they go in this order and then they go into. Uh, uh, into Legends, into the other Mega Man. It's gonna just drum up so much people of like reminding them like, oh yeah, we, what happened to Mega Man Legends 3? Where's that at? Which, you know, they promptly answered when they announced Mega Man 11 uh, this past year. So it's like, yeah, we're thinking about it, but you know, we need support. <laughs> buy, her, buy her games and then we'll talk. Oh, I, I will, I, I said, I've said it every time we talk about one of these nostalgia packs. That's mm-hmm. what I'm calling them now, by the way, is nostalgia packs. Yeah, definitely. Um, is uh um if you want more of that genre if you want more of that kind of game buy these nostalgia packs yeah definitely it shows some support and it shows them like hey we are very interested in the Mega Man games so um i think it'd be cool i, I think that so far each Mega Man pa- uh, each Mega Man uh, collection has been fun uh not only just like to play but also just kind of look at you know some awesome cool artwork uh, oh there's a lot of rad stuff in the pack too like they talked about a, a thing called the X challenge Mm-hmm. Which apparently like takes, um, uh, it, it's kind of like the challenges that are in the the other Mega Man pack, right? Where it's like uh, a series of levels and you just go through them and beat them real quick without dying or getting hit or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. X challenges look rad, but um, uh, yeah. yeah, and then you got tons of art. Like, mm-hmm. I was gonna say I was gonna throw in there. Uh, one of one of the cool features for the new Mega Man X collection uh, for this one. Uh, is that there's a there's a mode in there where you can fight two uh, Mega Man bosses at the same time, 
I was like, yeah, oh, Valer just, Valer just said that in the chat as you were saying, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. It's it's so sick. It's like, oh shit, so I can fight like, oh man, I can fight like two of them at the same time. That'd be crazy. I, I would love to see how people would they would beat it. That'd be great to see. Uh, I guarantee cool. you that once once I get it, um, there's a good chance that I could do a guest spot on Mega Monday for Heat. Yeah. Uh, just because I know that like a couple people that are still there are like, I want to see Greg try to play these games. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. To, that'd be definitely cool to see for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much about it. I can't speak of anything else about it. In fact, that we're all excited. We're all excited. So yeah, I'm looking um, forward to it. Yeah, for sure. All right, so moving on to the next topic at hand as I get that ready up. Um, and this one, when this news kind of came by to me uh, in the past week, I was looking at what to talk about this week. Um, it, it's, it's, I would say upsetting per se, but man, it, it, it allowed, um, it allowed a lot of people who uh, would not, inside information per se when it comes to uh, games being uh, sold uh, because most of that information um, is very tightly knit we don't know that information when it comes to like how many games uh, were, were sold uh, in terms of like you know money wise like we always got copies and that's kind of that's kind of a, a way to figure things out um, but uh, let me bring up the article real quick uh, so this was uh, first of all, first tweeted out, and I got the article right afterwards. But this is from uh, Steam Spy. Uh, Valve just changed, uh, just made a change to their privacy settings, making games uh, owned by Steam users hidden by default. Steam Spy relied on his information being visible by default and won't be able to operate anymore. Um, he then follow up uh, with a response uh, to Eurogamer.net, uh, written by Chris Bratt. Where it asked him several questions as far as like, you know, his thoughts, you know, what's going to happen uh, and so on and going forward. Um, so I'll just go down to the myriad of questions he was uh, asked. Um, Did you get the feeling that this change has happened because of Steam Spy uh, in regards to the change? Uh, he responds, I really don't know. For a moment, uh, I was thinking that was related to GDPR, General Data Protection Regulation Laws, going live in Europe in May. But if they wanted to be complaint... Uh, complaint with those laws they should have hidden all profile information right now they have sensitive information exposed by default and only the game libraries are hidden it doesn't really make sense um you know read the question here uh, and get and hang on okay uh, so does that suggest that the update was in fact targeting steam spy um he responds, I mean, there are easier ways to block Steam Spy. If I understand correctly, uh, what did they did also broke the ability to, for players to join their friends in games because they can't see who owns what. I think if, if they wanted to shut down Team Steam Spy, they would have taken an easier route. So, um, it's, and for those who don't know, Steam Spy, what it was essentially, it was, uh, it would indicate how many players were playing the game. What was the total peak hours and 24 hours when it was launched? When it was last 24 hours and it was being played? Um, statistics on a on a game um, as it's live on the Steam platform. Um, and this new update that Steam's rolling out um, is making it so like they, that that 
that uh, that tool is no longer going to be able to be used. So it, it really sucks. It really sucks for a lot of people. Uh, who what was the? I have a question. What was the what was the point of being able to use it? Like, why was it necessary? Um, it was uh, for for why I can't talk tonight. Um, the point of being tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> the point of it was able to track stats on um, on games and just and able to find out. Yeah, how but why game... why is that important? Like who who why, like other if you're not pressed, I don't understand the the. the necessity in that uh game developers have come out and said that they were um disappointed uh that that was happening um i, I know that uh mike z from school uh, from uh, from lab zero was like was not happy when that uh when i was announced um just because like he was able to keep tracks of his own game and i'm not quite sure as far as like if you're i'm not quite sure when it comes to if you're a game developer and you don't have the information with you um, in terms of like what, what, how it's doing in the wild, other than the fact that you know you may ask a certain platform. Well, couldn't you get couldn't you get the stats from Steam elsewhere for your own game? I don't know. I I do like not. I imagine <laughs> that you could. I I, I imagine do. that if you're like, yeah. hey, I like the numbers on the sales of my game, like you could do that. Right. I yeah. don't. I, I'm just I'm just having a hard time understanding the point. Well, it it always it always had a. It always tracked the game's terms, like what information was detailed. Um, and... No, I get what it was doing. I get, I get the, I get what it, what its functionality was. My question, Anthony, is why is it such a bad thing that it's being shut down? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, because, well, in terms of media, in terms of game developers, like it, it, it basically was a way to see how successful a game was. Um, again, going back to like. There isn't, but there are other ways to do that. By 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 copies, like the only way the only way you can find that out is like when a company comes out and says like, "Hey, we sold two million copies of this game," or "We sold one million copies of this game." Went to rely on their word for it. Um, the game industry, when it comes to keeping their information, keeps them tight knit. They don't particularly detail as far as like how much this game has made and how successful it is. Um, and they always... It seems like to me, Anthony. It seems like to me that Anthony, like, here's the thing: mm-hmm. that GameSpy, anybody could access information through GameSpy or through SimSpy. Mm-hmm. Anybody said GameSpy. <laughs> stupid company still in my brain. <laughs> um, that Steam Spy could be accessed via anybody, and that if I wanted to figure out exactly how many copies the Goo made on Steam. Or however much information, I could totally go and use this, use that, and and see that. Correct. Mm-hmm. As just a user of Steam. Oh, uh, if yeah, Any, anybody can, with the Steam by uh, uh, Steam Spy up, yeah, anybody can okay. look up the information. Okay, so I can't do that on any other service. That's not possible for me to do. As of right I now, I can't. You no. can. Right. So if I, as a as as a developer of world of goo and i contact steam in in a professional email and a business email and i say i'd like the game stats for world of goo since we made that game now will steam give me that information or not i don't know honestly no they will my point is is they will anthony they have to legally they have to um as long as it's the information for your company so I'm just curious as to why 
outside of being a developer, why it's a bad thing. And then even on the inside of being a developer, why it's a bad thing. There may be something that I don't know because like, um, from my, my inkling in terms of like how this whole process works, at least with the Steam Spot, like it gave stats to everybody can freely track. Um, there might be a whole thing with Steam and saying that, yes, I want to request statistics on my game. And there might be this huge rigmarole of like going through hoops and bounds to find information from Valve. If that's the case, I get it. I want the, yeah. I just, I want the answer to that. Yeah. I'm not getting that answer right now. Right, right. And I, and I personally don't know, maybe I, I should have looked into a bit more myself on that, on the story. Um, but I know that that was widely used, that, that Steam Spy was widely used by a lot of people within the media, but also a lot, a lot of people within the, uh, uh, the game industry at large from developers. Um, yeah, no, I, I I get it. Like, if you're if you're trying to figure out, like, as a, as a press guy, how many copies a certain game has sold, it's a lot easier to probably use Steam Spy than to send a professional email. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're a multi-platform seller, why is this one little thing going to bother you? Because I don't think it's that big of a deal to make that big of a deal about it. Mm-hmm. At least from my perspective, right. it sounds that way. So I'm just saying, like, if there's if there's information I don't have, please tweet it at me. Like, please let me know, because I don't know. Like, send me that article, Anthony, because I will I will read the shit out of that and I will get more information. But um, I'm just saying, like, even with like YouTube videos, sure, you can see how many people have viewed it and you can see those thumbs up and thumbs down. But you can't look at the analytics Mm -hmm. unless it's your video. So I'm just saying, like, it, it seems like is back to the whole complaining to complain right i will read this one part real quick in terms of like the on this article at the beginning the top which may may have been an influence on the decision from valve but not too completely sure and again take this with a grain of salt um at first glance this appears to be valve's initial response to the huge uh, privacy scandal surrounding facebook's relationship with british political consulting firm cambridge uh Atletica. um We've asked about for comment. However, these changes uh, have also led to a uh, potentially unexpected side effect, the imminent closure of the largest Steam stats service on the internet, Steam Spy. Um, this site ran as a side project by Sergi Garyokin, the director of publishing strategy at Epic Games, and relies entirely on data gathering from Steam user profiles to estimate sales figures and current trends within the PC gaming space. This has proven popular with players and developers alike. Gaiokin announced yesterday that Steam Spy won't be able to operate anymore as a result of these changes. And then it goes on to the interview. So, um, I'll, I'll send it to you if you want to read, read it in terms of like, you know. Yeah, please. I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm missing a huge chunk of information here. Like, I really do. Um, it's hard for me to sit, to, to form an opinion when I feel like I'm just talking out my ass. I mean, if, if uh, the opinion at this point, like, if you're not. A develop if you're not if you didn't develop the game, if you are press, like, sorry, if you didn't develop the game and you're not press, then why does this matter? And if you are press and you did develop the game and you're multi-platform, why is this a problem? Because you have to do it on other platforms anyway. Right, right. And I and again, I'm not. I'm I'm part of the media. I'm not particularly part of. Uh, I, I, 
a developer circle in terms of like you know what the what the struggle really is when it comes to finding information for a platform and maybe it takes this with valve and steam like a lot longer than other platforms you know if that's the case and you know i can understand to that degree but like I, again maybe i should have researched a little bit more but uh that was that was one of the big things that did happen this past week so. it's 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 fine i mean you grabbed you grabbed an article we're discussing the article and i feel like the article didn't give enough or unless you're just straight up like i glanced at it <laughs> um all right so moving on to our next story at hand um and let me get this timer started again uh so uh GTA 5 continues to just make gobs and gobs of money uh, when it comes to that game. Um, and let me bring up the article real quick. Uh, as it slowly loads in my Wi-Fi internet. There it goes. Okay. Uh, this file is just reported by uh, Max A. Uh, Sherney. Uh, this violent video game has made more money than any movie ever. Grand Theft Auto V has brought in six billion, more than any other single media title in history, and continues to sell. Grand Theft Auto V has been criticized for depicting torture, developing heavily sexual scenes, using racial offensive terms. Uh, 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 I cannot say the word, but basically not portraying women in, in a bright light. Um, it also seems financially successful, made t- uh, successful media title of all time. Uh, since its launch in 2013, GTA 5 has sold 90 million units, putting in a total haul for publisher Take-Two Interactive uh, point, uh, from point negative zero sixty percent in neighborhood of $6 billion, far after, far above the success of blockbuster movies like Star Wars or Gone with the Wind, uh, which both collected more than $3 billion adjusted for inflation. Even taking into account DVD and streaming sales, uh, would not put the biggest movie blockbuster in GTA's five neighborhood, said Cohen analyst uh, Doug Crute, uh, estimating those sales might add up to one billion to the firm's total. Um, but yeah, I, I, the game sold. The game is selling t- still to this day, and it's crazy that this. And, and, and a huge part of it is because of, of um, Twitch and able to use that online multiplayer for role-playing. And that's, I think, a huge part of it, the why it's continued to sell. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, I, I, mean, I mean, I'm sure you see a huge spike in sales on, on um, uh, PC. But uh, but even on that note, like, when I go to my Xbox, I go to the store. Mm-hmm. And I do, it, like, they have a spot that's, like, top free games and then top um, top purchased games or something like that. GTA is always in that in that list of seven. Like every single time, GTA Five, um, and uh, yeah, man. I mean, the game was built really well, and it really does cater to simple mods to force RP. Um, you have that game on console or a PC, and you want to play RP. There are there like there are hundreds of servers available to do that. It's extremely popular. Um, yeah. It's insane. I so this is when it comes to just looking at it from a grand scope of things. Like GTA Five, when it was launched, it was it was a really good game. It still is. Um, but the fact that like the, the lasting legs on this game was not of of uh, Rockstar's own, you know own hand, but by because of like other people picking this up and forming this other type of entertainment with it, and this kind of from there just kept selling and selling. It's crazy the fact that. 
it made this much more than than, than the you know some movies out there. So the fact that is it, the fact that is this has has long lasting legs. Um, this also would probably be a big factor into Rockstar's next big game, which is going to be uh, Red Dead when it comes out later this year. Um, which I if might well it might might be in there, and it, my gut instinct saying is going to say that because the success of what they've seen with GTA V, they might put a similar mode into uh, Red Dead um, to hopefully you know lightning strike. Oh, uh, uh, oh, people people who mod GTA V are already talking about that. Like they're already oh, yeah. excited about the potential of that, and they they tried to do that apparently with Red Dead Revolver or sorry Redemption, mm-hmm. almost went with the other one. Um, <laughs> And uh, it didn't pick up like um, this one, is, yeah, like like GTA Five did. So mm-hmm. there are mods. There actually are mods of of Redemption that you could use and the RPN, but it does like that's not a thing. However, however, the GTA Five roleplay community has grown so huge that the potential of role-playing in the Wild West has, like, spiked. Like, if you go to any of these GTA Five role-players and you type into the chat, would you play a modded Red Dead, Re- Red Dead Redemption 2 to role-play the Wild West, it would be an emphatic yes. I would say... Like, I, would, I would dare say that... Rockstar is going to take a look at whatever mods they're using right now and just implement that into the game, into Red Dead. That, um, I think that there's aspects to that, yes, but if you look at Redemption, dude, that game is borderline already like perfect. True. Like that's true. Yeah, there's not much about that game that I think you could, like. Shit, GTA Five added in something that I think uh, was like sorely needed that Redemption added in. And that was like that auto aim, um, like the red dot on the screen. It would auto aim, like it not auto, like kind of aim towards heads. Right, right, right. Like that was so good in in Redemption, and the fact that it was in five, like, was a huge aspect. So uh, there, there's absolute, like, yes, you're correct, Anthony. Absolutely, uh, you will see things imp- that that they did in GTA Five implemented in Redemption Two. But I think you're also going to see a lot of new in Redemption Two. So I'm I'm scrolling down the article when they have this uh, graphic of the other previous GTA games and how much they sold. Um, it's got an interesting uh, stat here. We'll do it real quickly. GTA 3 for PS2 sold about 17.5 million. Uh, GTA Vice City PS2 in 2002 sold for 20 million. GTA San Andreas for PS2 2004 27.5 million. Uh, GTA 4, PS3, Xbox 360, in 2008, only sold 25 million. And GTA 5, uh, 90 million. <laughs> yeah. It's just a big shot, just like compared to the other games they've sold in the series. Uh, by the way, this is more of well, just a rumor, so take it take it with that. But from what I read, the ins- inspiration of GTA... Or, uh, sorry, the inspiration for Redemption 2 is um, uh, Magnificent 7. Oh, that's the fuck. inspiration. That's gotta be sick. Oh, uh, sick. And because of that, there is going to be like, I think a total of seven, seven or eight different characters that you're able to swap and play. Very similar to the three in GTA 5. That'd be sick. That'd be super sick. If that is the case, oh yeah. 
I'm in. But again, a rumor. <laughs> I know. I know. It is E3 time. So lots, a lot of rumors and a lot of everything else is abound when it comes to uh, to game news and whatnot. Um, yeah, it's it's insane. And it's going to continue to sell um, regardless of what may happen next. Uh, so Well, they keep, they, I mean, on, on another note, they keep coming out with updates for it that have new content constantly. Free content. So Sick. Awesome. Yeah, that, that, that is a definitely a cash cow they can milk for a very long time. Um, Please put it back in your pants, Josh. Please. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, what to wait and see in terms of like, what they're going to show. Again, E3 is coming about. It's coming pretty soon. It's less than a month away. Um, well, no, take that back. It's a month and like a, one or two weeks away. Uh, and uh, yeah, like... We'll probably see something out of Rockstar, maybe another trailer from Red Dead, eighty uh, three. But I feel like they can—they don't need to do that. They're a pretty big, big enough company to don't really do that. But they could, if they wanted to. Um, and who knows what might, what else might happen um, in the next uh, coming E three and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's super cool. It's super sick. All right, so saving some time on that one. Actually, uh, let me stop the timer. Uh, Okay, alright, so guys, it is time. You know, well, actually, let me get that rated real quick. Boom, and do I have it here, actually? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I do. Okay. Alright. Okay. And here we go. I think, uh, on the fly. Woo! Oh, I gotta do this. Okay. Yes? No? Oh, yeah, there he goes. Okay. It was on mute. <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to Overwatch Minute with Greg Dietz. Hi, everybody. Um, you just heard me earlier in the other conversation. Anyway, I, I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> guys, there's not a whole lot of news in terms of, like, uh, reworks or things in that regard. Um... The Overwatch League is doing great. Uh, there's been some problems with some athletes, athletes, some players that have that are being uh, uh, remedied very quickly. Toxicity and other things are out, um, which is great, but nothing, nothing to report there big time. However, the biggest thing to report on, the biggest thing to talk about, is the redemption uh, oh, event. Oh yes, that, yes, yes, that has yes. Um, so last year around this time, they did an event called Uprising, where it was a, it was the story of um, it was basically the story of Tracer's very first mission in the Overwatch team, and it consisted of uh, Reinhardt, Torbjorn, Mercy, and Tracer. And uh, you were in L downtown London, or the London map, essentially, that was modified. And um, you had to take out a series of Omnics that were being controlled by a group called... Oh, shit, I can't remember the name of the group. Damn it. Anyway... Yeah, all these Omnics were being controlled by them, and you had to take, you had to stop them and kill the OR-15s, and that was fun. But the problem is, is that, like, it was, um, much like Overwatch's missions in general, like, after you play them a couple times, it's boring. Um, well, unfortunately, Redemption's not much different. Uh, <laughs> it is, it is slightly better than, than Uprising or Junkenstein's Revenge. But not by much. Um, so I'll get into the story of it real quick. 
then we'll move on to why it gets boring very quickly. So the story of it is that um, in the Overwatch team, and these are told in comics and other and other little things, some skins from the Uprising event. Um, before Overwatch got shut down, uh, this was about eight years prior, there was a group called Blackwatch, and they were the covert operations of Overwatch. And it, you and and the members that we know it consisted of were Reaper, McCree, Moira, and uh, Genji. Um, this mission in the game, they're sent to Italy to take out a leader of Talon. Or, I'm sorry, to arrest a leader of Talon. When they get there, um, the, the leader of Talon basically looks at Reaper and says, You can arrest me, but you know I'll be free in like a couple days and I'll be back to what I'm doing. So why are we wasting our time? And Reaper goes, or uh, Gabriel Reyes, he goes, You're right. And shoots him, like, straight in the head. Killing him. Well, this alerts all of Talon. And so now, because of this, the four of you are escaping Italy while fighting off a ton of Talon guys. What makes this a fun thing is that you're going to meet up with some new character types. Some new uh, models. Um... Uh, there's the assassin which jumps on you and starts stabbing you. There's the berserker, or the big guy with the guns. I don't remember what they call him. Uh, there are um, uh, there's the there's the sniper, which actually the sniper could just be a uh, could just be a black, uh, black widow skin, honestly. <laughs> uh, what else was there? I don't remember, but it doesn't matter. Point is, is that you have to fight a ton of talent. And, uh, oh, there's guys with shotguns. That was the thing. There's guys with shotguns. You play on legendary mode, like two shots kill you straight up. Damn. Like you, there's no, there's no recovery time. It's, it's really difficult, but, um, you know, playing as these, playing as three <laughs> assault characters and one like DPS healer and escaping is fun. It was different. It felt, it felt good. And, um, at the very end of the whole thing, like there's a little bit of dialogue. Like, everyone's mad at, at Reaper and especially McCree. But at the very end, you call a dropship. And it comes to pick you up and you just have to get into the ship. And uh, people don't realize that. <laughs> so I failed quite a bit on day one because I watched a lot of people continue fighting an endless wave of extremely powerful enemies. Before, like, dying. And then we couldn't get, we couldn't revive them. Because they were like far from the ship, and it was a pain in the ass. But um, now that people have gotten it, it's not that much of an issue anymore. Uh, but here's where here's why it gets boring. So if you play with the four that it gives you, it's fine. Play that a couple times, and you're done. Maybe play on a harder difficulty, and you're done. Nothing changes. There's no new enemies. Different types of enemies don't land. They're all in the same spot. But if you play with all heroes mode, which is super fun and I highly recommend, there are different enemies that pop up in, in, in different spots than the other mode. However, the enemy spawns in, in all heroes mode is the exact same no matter what heroes you play. Hmm. And I remember Jeff Kaplan talking about that it would be different spawns for different characters, different enemies, I should say, different enemy spawns depending on the hero composition. It doesn't matter. It absolutely did not matter. So, 
I got the achievement for playing with all four of the heroes in the retribution mode. I got the achievement for playing with eight different heroes, or completing it with eight different heroes in the um, all heroes mode. And I'm kind of done playing it. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, but it's good. Like, Blizzard could make an Overwatch single player campaign. Like, they could do that. And it would be fucking amazing. Like, that's what's good. Like, yes, I got bored playing it after day one. But that's not because it's bad. It's just because it's repetitive. Like, it's really good. Like, the first time I played it, it was I was enthralled. Like, it was really good. There's, like, dialogue and stuff. There's lore building. It's fucking rad. But, unfortunately, you know, gets boring a little quick. Um, so that's that. That's that. They, they at the very end, it kind of, it kind of, to the factor of comic like uh, animation sort of thing that that might have been the linchpin that started the downfall of Overwatch as a whole because um, uh, when they were escaping Italy like they they weren't doing it very co-op cooperatively or I'm sorry covertly it was like all over the news everyone knew about it people were pissed off that Overwatch was doing things under the radar and so I think that's what started the downfall. But yeah, it's, it's good. So the last thing I want to talk about before we cut this off, there are eight new skins. Now, much like yes. with much like with the Uprising event, which also you can play with this update. Um, oh, by the way, just to clarify, this, up, this update for this one thing was 20 gigabytes. God damn. Jesus. And, and the, people were just like, why? And so they had to put out a thing where they were like, this is for upcoming updates to the game. Oh. So basically, like, like Hanzo's uh, volley of arrows instead of a scatter arrow is in the game. They're just testing it before they release it. So that's why that update's so big. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, but now, now my copy of Overwatch is forty gigabytes. <laughs> Whatever. It will only um, get bigger in due time. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Um, but anyway, this is eight legendary skins, and the legendary skins are basically like, in the other events, like they change the entire look of the character, because um, you have different types of skins. You have um, like purple skins, which uh, change some things on the character, but not a whole lot. Like kind of like maybe the style of the dress they're wearing, but not too much. Um, and then you have color skins, uh, but these are all legendary, like completely change the style and look. So Hanzo has this thing called Scion Skin. And from what I read on this thing is like, that's basically his outfit when he was like uh, a top leading member of the Yakuza. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the uh, Doomfist and Sombra Talon Skins. Doomfist looks really cool. He has like red face paint on. Um, and he's of course wearing no shirt because you know, you don't put a shirt on daddy. Um, <laughs> but uh, his fist, his, uh, his, his Doomfist looks really cool. It's like, Weapon, I should say. Uh, and then Sombra, like, she has super short hair. Um, and uh, it, it, it almost looks like a, like, like people have made a joke where it's like, she looks like she just got mad at somebody at Starbucks and wants to see the manager. <laughs> um, but I really like that skin. I like it a lot. Um, uh, Moira got her Black Watch skin, which you can see. Um, May got a skin called... <laughs> All oh, right, Josh. Right. Gross. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So May's skin is actually from the uh, from that animation. 
that about her like being the last survivor of her group. Like when it starts off, she gets out of bed, she has bad head, and she's wearing pajamas that say Summer Games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later she puts on another outfit that they also gave as a skin in the last update. But this skin is actually called Pajame. <laughs> so, yay right. for that. Um, Lucio has a new skin, which is pretty dope. Uh, it's an early skin of his, uh, uh, like, in his in his early DJ days. Like, uh, he's not wearing a shirt. He's got longer hair. And his pants have equalizer bars on them that are animated. That's cool. I like that. That's but he has cool. actual rollerblades. Not just, like, these weird skate things that, like, track on the grind. He's got actual rollerblades. So cool. Awesome. Um, chat is gross right now, so there's that. Uh, um, Winston has a new skin called Specimen 28. His is probably the weakest of the skins, in my opinion, because it doesn't really change his look too much, but it's basically what his outfit looked like when he escaped Mars. Oh, I'm sorry, the moon. My bad. When he escaped the moon and went to Earth. Uh, but Reaper's skin actually says a lot. Because his skin is called Soldier 24. And if you know anything about the lore of Overwatch, you know that Reaper, back before he was way, way before he was Reaper, back before Blackwatch was created, he was one of the earlier uh, soldiers, um, uh, like, taken, uh, commissioned, if you will, to become part of the Super Soldier program. Like, even before Soldier 76. Hence the Soldier 24. Mm. And that skin looks really cool. So, um, But yeah, th- every skin in this has some story element. Like a little bit of like, what were they doing eight years ago? Like, what do they look like? And I love it. I love it. Sick. But that's about all for this event. Um, if you log in now and you haven't logged in since the event started, you get one f- loot box for free. And I immediately got Doomfist Talon skin, uh, like right away. Um, I haven't gotten anything else yet. Just a bunch of voice lines and sprays. But whatever, that's Overwatch for you. Um, I'm going to try to earn, uh, try to get Lucio's skin, because I have all of his skins and I want that new one. Um, but here's the other thing, guys. So, uh, Overwatch's um, anniversary is May 24th, and this event ends. Uh, Let's see, it started on the 10th. So this event ends on the 1st of May. So that means they'll be about three weeks before the anniversary, which which should be on the 22nd. And I'm very excited about that because um, there has been a couple rumors that all the heroes are getting new dances. Cool. Um, and, uh, my favorite, my favorite event, and I've said this time and time again, was the anniversary event because I felt like the, the artist just got to get away, just got to do whatever the hell they wanted with the skins. And I'm really excited to see what they do for the anniversary event come, you know, late May. So. Awesome. Yeah. That'd be sick. You guys, that is all for your Overwatch Minute. All right, guys, that's been your Overwatch Minute with Great Deeds. Alrighty then, that is going to do it for this show. Um, so, 
in case some of you are wondering, hang on, uh, end of podcast. Um, in case some of you are wondering, uh, yes, we are going to do an after show. Um, so we got time for that for tonight. So if you want to stick around and chat to us and talk about whatever and talk about other, uh, news stories that were not included in the show, we will do so afterwards. But before then, uh, Greg, where can I find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Geek on Twitter. You can also find me on the All Queued Up podcast that uh, Josh or Insomniac76 and I do every other Friday. Uh, we just uploaded one this last Friday. Um, it is on um, Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams, which you can find on Amazon Prime, and uh, a series of unfortunate events, season one and two. Um, so, uh, so yeah, if you watched either of those shows, of course we spoil them, but definitely go check it out. You can find everything you need to know about our podcast at allcuteuppodcast.com. And that's 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 it for me right now. Cool, awesome. Uh, you can follow me on the internet on Twitter at Defect of Naruto. You can follow the work that we do at missionstarpodcast.com. If you are listening to this very podcast and wondering when we go live, usually every Sunday, 8 p.m. on this Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash missionstarp every Sunday night. Uh, Speaking of which, you can also follow this on our podcast uh, feeds. Uh, so it's up- uploads every Tuesday, usually, um, and it's on iTunes, Stitcher, and on Radio Play, which I am going to post that command in the chat for the podcast links. Um, also, as we transition to the other graphic, if you enjoy our conversations about conventions, if you um, want to know our thoughts, Fanime is coming up and we're all prepping for it, check out the Conover podcast. Uh, it is on iTunes, Stitcher, and on Radio Public as well. As I put that command in here. Wait, is that not it? I think I've forgotten the command. How to do it. There we go. Hey, podcast two. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, check it out, guys. Uh, so that will go up whenever we get a new uh, episode up on the RSS feeds. Uh, if you enjoy comic books, if you enjoy... Uh, entertainment, uh, movies, comic books, um, video games, kind of a bit of everything, check out Devil in Twice podcast. It is usually live every Friday. It is on iTunes, Stitcher, and on Podbean, um, which I think I have a command for that. Yes, I do. Awesome. Cool. Um, and then, let's see, last but not least, our movie podcast, which... Uh, you know, with the movies coming up pretty soon, that it's been actually in recent uh, recently has been pretty awesome. But what's particularly with the Avengers coming up, you damn well know they won't do an episode of that on our uh, movie podcast RSS feed called Down in Front. Uh, you can subscribe to it on iTunes, Stitcher, as well as Radio Public. And I put that uh, command in the chat for those who may have not. Uh, subscribe to that. Uh, it is in the chat. Again, uh, we'll post one a new episode every time there is a new um, episode that goes up. I know I've been way behind on a lot of things, so I'm sorry. School is taking priority over that. But uh, be as it may, like the, the podcast is not dead. Not by a long shot. So, 
that being said, uh, do I have the outro? I don't think I, think I do, actually. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. That's right. It's a mother hard drive. Okay, well, there's no outro. Anyways, well, with that being said, thank you, everybody. And we'll see you guys next time. Do, 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 do,